0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Cheryl Fook's writing and rewriting history. First ever national
1: title for Texas Tech. Welcome on, welcome all to your Tortillas and Takes podcast. You were on once again with your boy, I'll be sure. And uh, something happened over the weekend. Um, a little something. I don't, I don't really, I don't know if y'all knew about it or heard about it. Uh, Texas Tech just went to Raleigh, North Carolina uh, to play the NC State Wolfpack. And the Tortillas and T- Tortillas and Takes gang also went to Raleigh, North Carolina to watch Texas Tech play the nc state wolf pack and so join me on this recap is the people champ himself jeremy gillen germ what's going on man i i feel like i just saw you yesterday because i because i did
0: because you did um we are still recovering uh my voice <clears throat> like i can still feel it uh definitely a long day saturday uh got up early stayed up late uh stayed up too late and uh no man uh, just super glad to be back uh I kind of wish that we were able to do this. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe glad we didn't do this night. We off. Were,
1: no, we were way too drunk <laughs> <laughs> to do this night. <laughs> <up>. not, not <laughs> up. We were living our best uh, college lives. It was like we were transported back 12 years ago. Um, at yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I can't. I can't. I needed days to recover. That's Sunday. All Sunday, all we did was recover. For those who wanted to know. So, Kenzie dipped early and we
0: recovered. We had to take all day ourselves.
1: Yeah. No, so for those who don't know, we all went to Raleigh, North Carolina, had a great time. Um, We should have something up on our YouTube page here soon enough for everybody to see, for the lot to see. Uh, But, we had a great time. We had an incredible time. The people of Raleigh, North Carolina were incredible. They were good people. They were good sports. Um, it's easy to be good sports when you're a top-ranked team and you end up winning by two touchdowns. Uh, it's very easy to be classy <laughs> when you're up and you're winning. Um, so let's let's get into it. Let's get into the game itself. So while we're there, since we're talking about this game and how it is being there, we're going to talk not just how it, how it saw on replay, but also how it was being in person. So First things first, Jeremy, tell me your initial thoughts once the game ended in person and then your thoughts of uh, the game after you rewatched it.
0: Uh, I feel like, you know, at the ending of the game, <laughs> for what I remember, no, uh, you know, I wasn't as upset as I think a lot of people would be. I think we made a really good point of saying earlier on the day, like, hey, honestly, if we remember, we said that two and one would be a win and losing today. That's 2-1, and one, so that's got to be a win. I can't be inconsistent there. Um, there are certain elements of that game that you really wish you could have back. I think that there are a number of plays that left you kind of scratching your head and wondering, uh, <clears throat> you know, like, I don't know what the hell you were thinking, Zach. Uh, also, uh, you wanted to get out of there without injuries, and you end up with injuries. A uh, really bad injury, um, especially for Bryce Ramirez. And it's just like... Yeah, I felt like that could have gone at least a little bit smoother. Uh, I I think that our defense played well. You know, we play a 16th team in the nation with a quarterback who is like f- kind of like hanging around NFL draft boards, like certainly a quarterback that people are, hey, this guy could be in the pros. Um, and you hold him to, I mean, they only get two offensive touchdowns. So I think that's a really good day for the defense. The problem is it wasn't a good day for the offense.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, so... I will say, uh, first things first, our defense is for real. Like, and, and I'm not just like saying for real in the Texas Tech sense. Like, a few years ago, we talked about just how good the defense was, and we still ranked, like, 90th in the country, right? This is as good as it was. The last time I can think of a defense being this good, legitimately good, are the Tuberville days. I know we all hate the Tuberville days. I know the Tuberville days are terrible. But let's face it, we had a, a pretty good defense during the Tuberville days. Um, one year, we had a defense in the top 40, right? Which is, for Tech, is amazing. Um and so this defense is about that good. Like, they are a very good defense. And they showed it against what Jeremy is talking about, going up against a quarterback like Devin Leary, against an offense like NC State, who was primed and has been talked about as being one of the best offenses in the ACC. The tech defense showed up and showed out. Um, flip side to the offense. That's what everybody's talking about. Everybody's. We all know the defense played well. We all know for three games, the defense has played incredibly, but it's the offense. The offense is what everybody's talking about. The offense is what had Twitter spaces going crazy Saturday night. The offense is what have Twitter going, Texas Tech Twitter going crazy Sunday afternoon. What had Facebook boards go talking, meshes boards on Raterator Sports talking, right? It was all about the offense. And let's, let's, you know, talk about the elephant in the room. That's Donovan Smith and how he played on that Saturday game. What do you think about Donovan Smith? You know,
0: I was excited about I was excited about Smith because after the Houston game, there was some you know okay bad he he did good and then bad uh, and then good to save the game and I thought you know what Donovan needed that wake up he absolutely needed that he's gonna go travel into Raleigh and just play a good game right let's let's do another game where we're not throwing uh, interceptions let's let's you know let's keep it under control and he just didn't and um. I want to say now that I looked it up really quickly right now for the total defense statistic under NCAA um, your defense is actually ranked Texas Tech's actually 28th uh, in the nation. And that's your plan 2 back to back top 25 teams. That's pretty good. Um, NC state only 30, like they're 30th. So, technically by the numbers you know not as good as texas tech but it's a great defense and that stadium was nuts um and donovan smith that team they just weren't ready for it and i think smith was extremely rattled you know uh people forget he's still a young dude sophomore and so definitely showed played like a sophomore quarterback made simple mistakes and of course there's some you know what what were the calls and this that and the other but just not impressive really not impressive
1: yeah, I mean, I, I think it's very tough to defend him on a game like we saw on Saturday. Because he, he, you're right, he wasn't, he wasn't good. I mean, there's really no way around it. Um, NC State defense did play very well. I give him that credit. They put a lot of pressure on him. And and one thing we've talked about for the last year now is that when Donovan Smith is uncomfortable, when he doesn't have confidence in his throwing, throws and ability, he can he can really start sailing them. He can really be inaccurate. And that's kind of the issue what we saw in this NC State game. Flip side of that, play calling didn't help him, right? We had some more play calling woes. And then also, man, those injuries on all line is really starting to pile up. I mean, this, I feel like it's not, the Western Wright injury and Cole Spencer injury really haven't been talked about enough in my opinion. The NC State was getting in the backfield at will. And then flip side of that, right? Usually something that's gonna be able to alleviate some of that is the run game, right? Well, Taj, Bricks, Br- Taj Brooks, Four carries, four yards. So Roger Thompson a little bit better, nine carries for thirty-nine yards, but still not good, right? They stuffed the run, and so by them stuffing the run, especially as Tech fell behind early, Tech having to pass more, and so you already stuffed the run. Now you're being able to get in the backfield like crazy. You're able, to, you're able to tee off on Donovan Smith, and that led to some interceptions, including that pick six. Um, it's it's it was a rough game all in all. I, nobody played well. Um, on offense, there's really no. I mean, I mean, Miles Price had a good touchdown. I, I, I ain't gonna say nobody. Miles Price had a nice touchdown, <laughs> but outside of Miles Price, um, it just was. It was not a good game for the offense in totality.
0: Yeah, I, I you wonder. So, this is what we were talking about early on in the preseason of like Zach Kidley. Um and of course, <clears throat> I, these are. I want people to understand my point of view on this is that these two are intertwined. It takes an offensive coordinator to run an offense and it takes an offense to be run by an offensive coordinator. Um, so everybody has responsibility in this and the way that they execute. Mm-hmm. Hey man, I, I, I'll tell you I'm Mr. Miyagi on that stuff. Um, but it, truthfully, like, you know, people want to start laying blame on one side other over the other. And I think that you can't turn around. I mean, three games into this thing, West Kitley's coming off one of the most like, productive offenses in ncaa history um he's getting his ground like he's getting his footing he can't just come into a power five program and just replicate he's trying to figure that out he's trying to figure out how to operate against defenses that are much better than the defenses that he was facing and he's trying to figure out how to operate with a talent pool that's very much different than what he had at western kentucky and on the flip side of that you know you have offensive players who um are supposed to be settled in like Donovan Smith, be settled in, you know, like miles price, like Taj, like Sir Roderick, you know, like some of this offensive line. And there's just, there's still some big question marks. that I think that we're, we're lingering with um, when hope we, we, on the one hand, you know, you hope that that game experience, you hope that the experience that this team was bringing into this uh, season You didn't want the – like the offense didn't seem like it would be the big issue. It's like, oh, who's going to be the most productive guy? That's what we were talking about. Who's going to be the most productive guy? Well, I don't know if we have a most productive guy right now, you know?
1: Well, I I think one thing is though I'm not a huge fan of the play calling, you can never blame the the coordinator – or you rarely can blame the coordinator for turnovers, right? Yeah, true. I I can't blame the special teams coordinator because Drew Holcutt – Fumbled the ball on a punt return that gave them their first three points of the game. I cannot blame that the terrible read by Donovan Smith that led to the pick six. I can't blame the interception and in the fourth quarter um, on, on Killy either, right? Like those four turnovers in this game is wild. It's four you cannot win a game with we, I mean, the take three defense, where take three defense comes from. Is statistics have shown? No, I'm mean, just statistics have shown. We're take three that, offense. Go ahead. I was just laughing at. Well, I'm just sorry. saying, just in general, like statistics have shown is if you force three turnovers a game, it's it's like a ninety percent chance of winning the game. Like no matter what happens in the game, something crazy, right? That's the that's where it comes from. That's the reason why that number was taken out. Four four turnovers is like a, probably a ninety nine point nine nine percent, right? It's just you can't win a you can't win a football game giving the ball up four times and let's make no mistake about it. As great as the defense plays, this game was never close, right? Like the first quarter, it was 6-0. and it felt like, okay, well, maybe tech can get in this a little bit, dude. It was 20 to nothing before that miles price touchdown before halftime. And if it's not for rabbit, having an absolutely incredible don't give up play, which was a great play by him to, 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 to punch the ball out. Right? It's an embarrassing score. Luckily, we can look back at the score and say, oh, 27-14 wasn't too bad. We only lost by two touchdowns to the 16th team in the nation. But let's Let's be real. Like the game wasn't close. The score made it look a lot better than the game actually was. It never felt close. We were in the stadium. It didn't feel close at the time. I started making sarcastic jokes in the second quarter, right? If you know anything about me, you know that's <laughs> me. Ge- <laughs> that's me kind of giving up. <laughs> that's me kind of saying like, like, oh, okay, let's all be friends now, kumbaya, because <laughs> it's just it did not feel close. Miles Price's touchdown before halftime made it at least like, okay, maybe we have a shot. And then NC State, once again, just they, they had control of the entire game. It just, the entire time had complete control. Uh, Dave Dorn got a team, got a team on his on his hands. And we just were not able to do any of the things that we talked about in the preview.
0: Yeah, so some of the guys that we were sitting with actually were telling us about how this NC State team last year, or they were actually missing a lot of key pieces on defense, uh, who went out early on in the season, linebackers especially, captains, voices of this team. And... This season is in in Wolfpack mind. Um, this season is a season they've got all their pieces back, and it showed, man. I mean this stadium is electric uh carter finley stadium like that was that was an excellent venue i don't know if y'all saw we had amazing suits. um we were around some great fans not the college students so it wasn't too crazy but if you look down their student section is to be admired i mean they stood there the whole time it was rowdy af uh they had this light show system the dj albert and i Oh, the DJ was you know, killing we're, it. we're down 20-0 we're just dancing
1: because the, DJ the DJ is, was killing it hey, the DJ was killing it I can't even I can't even lie the DJ was fantastic it, it, <laughs> yeah it, they just brought in they
0: had this whole they have an energy that you know you want Texas Tech to get to and I think there are some flashes of that right and it's easy when you're up of course um, but they, they just create it's almost like they created their momentum and they certainly didn't let us get away with shooting ourselves in the foot
1: well, where I do disagree with you there, Jeremy, is that I don't. I think Tech is there. I do think when if 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 this was in Lubbock and Tech was winning twenty to nothing, we outside of the light show, we would be have that same energy. We would the, the Tech students would be amazing. I think Tech is also there, right? And and the and the uh, Jones is bigger. It's a bigger stadium. Right, no, so I, I, do I wanted think, to bring that
0: up. Yeah, it was a smaller stadium. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the Jones is a bigger stadium. So I do think it's not necessarily a situation where tech can't get there. It's more so we haven't been winning, right? So when it's easy to have that momentum when you're winning, when your team looks to be the superior team, when your team looks to be the better team. And from the, like I said, from the beginning, if you're an NC State fan, you're like, oh, we're going to, from the, from the end of this, from the beginning of the second quarter on, you, if you're an NC State fan, you're like, oh, we're winning this game. Like from that, so it's easy. And that that pick six, oh, we're winning this game. Then the touchdown at the beginning of the fourth quarter, game's over. Like in, everybody, my our, us included, and everybody around us is like, oh, it's twenty to seven. It's twenty seven to seven. The game's over. If it wasn't for that uh, rabid punch out, it's thirty four to seven. The game is over at that point in the beginning of the fourth quarter, and it was just a party from then on. And so, this is just honestly, it's a, it's truly a situation I feel of one team just being better like NC state really is tech right now. We're on our way there. We're not there yet. NC state's the 16th ranked team in the country. They approved. They they had Devin Leary proved why he is a guy that we could see on Sundays. Right. Despite the fact that NC state's offense also didn't play well. NC state's a lot of NC state fans were really frustrated with Devin Leary Right. But he did he did a couple things. He didn't turn the ball over and he did just enough to win the game. And then that defense showed that they're, you know, they're that they're that guys and they did enough to win the game. But they the entire game, they looked like the better team because right now they are the better team. And it is what it is. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, and and people were gonna point to the stats, and we were talking about this earlier. Like you know, you point to the stats of oh, Texas Tech had more first downs, Texas had more total yards, Texas Tech had more uh, less less penalties. You know, Texas Tech was near on time. It's like they Texas Tech outdid them in every statistical category, and they th- they people have been saying that as kind of this. Well, at least you did that, right? At least we got the, at least we got the stats. Um, but you lost. You lost twenty seven. Like Calvert says, should have been thirty four or whatever. It's fourteen, it should have been over. I mean, it should have been worse than it was. Um, the stats don't matter if you don't get the dub, right? I, I, I mean, there's, there's an element of like, okay, you, you got some good things there. But if you're not capitalizing where you need to, if you have silly mistakes like, uh, first of all, ho cut son returning punts, um, or you know. <laughs> you just like make silly mistakes or i mean the line is decimated i don't care what the stats are man like you said devin leary he was only 15 to 23 you know really accurate but 121 yards like our defense did a good job job shutting him down no touchdowns no interceptions but he made the big plays the small big plays when they mattered right and so it's like damn you know you don't have to i think it was in the first half right they were up you know they're up 20 to zero but they only had like 60 yards of offense like what what is that? They were just playing no, efficiently. And that's where I want well, to be. Well, not only
1: that, the offense did them no favors, right? So, like, you got to think. They're down 20-7. to 7 At the point – they've given up 20 points. They gave up 20 points in the first half. Of those 20, two of them were field goals, right? One was a pick six. And the only touchdown they gave up was because they were starting to the, – they started the series on their own side of the field. So, it's, you know, four plays. You're, on the, you're starting the series on the Tech 45. And so, it's – the offense really did them no favors. I, I don't really have much to complain about on the defensive side of the ball. I think the defense let's talk about it. Yeah, let's I think the defense did enough to win the game, right? I think the defense played really well. Um Jeremy, you kind of talked about all the stats and all the things that they did as far as holding Devin Leary to 121 yards uh throwing. Um even the running game, the NC State had the ability to run quite a bit. They only averaged three yards a carry. Right, their yeah, two main backs only averaged four point two yards a carry. Like they didn't do that much offensively. They weren't able to make a lot worse. but they took care of the ball. Outside of that rabbit punch out, they didn't have a turnover. Right, they took care of the ball, and let's face it, if that rabbit punch out happens literally anywhere else in the field. It's not a turnover. So they um yeah they took care of the ball and that was that's truly the difference between two bad offenses playing against each other was that they took care of the ball they were able to take advantage of the stuff the, the situations that were given to them and when tech was in the similar situations they could not take advantage of a damn thing yeah. <laughs> they just were a- not able that's, to That's uh, mildly. yeah no they weren't able to whatsoever but i do want to give some shout outs to the defense primarily uh t- man tyree wilson there he is. This, is. this is the game that makes him a first-round pick, right? Like, I get we lost the game. We're down two touchdowns. We lose that game. But this is the game that whenever scouts are evaluating, hey, pop that NC State tape in real quick and sees him as a D-end, 11 tackles, two sacks, three and a half tackles for loss. He was a menace. Almost every time I saw somebody in the backfield, it's Tyree Wilson with the sack, Tyree Wilson <laughs> with the tackle. He was he was amazing. He was incredible. But the best game of his, arguably of his career, was the game against NC State. He was great.
0: Yeah, the mon the monster does it again. I mean, Tyree Wilson is the he is he's oh, golly. So I think oh, that one of the most important things is that the about
1: sacks. About Eleven tackles for a DN is insane. It's, I played DN. Abs- it's absolutely I, I don't remember if I don't even know how many tackles I got for the year. <laughs>
0: you got a, you got a guy <laughs> grabbing you you got a guy <laughs> yeah. grabbing you all game. Uh, How are you going to get insane. tackles?
1: It's insane. 11 <laughs> tackles for a DE is insane. So, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. So
0: the uh, two sacks for me are some of the biggest, because Devin Leary does it this season didn't know what a sack was, had no problem. Tyree Wilson changed that pretty quickly. Um, and it wasn't like this old petty sack. Both times that Tyree Wilson got back there, he let Devin Leary know, I'm going to be back. <laughs> I'm
1: going to cut you off again. Devin Leary was only sacked one time all season. He oh, was sacked one. two times by Tyree Wilson by himself. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs>
0: that, is ECU game. Yeah.
1: that is wild. That is
0: wild. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. And so uh, Tyree Wilson, big piece of this pressure on, but uh, also muddy waters. So this is the big thing I like about DeVoy's offense is that there's pressure coming from a lot of different places. This multiple defense, and Leary, Devin Leary talked about it earlier. So I kind of want to go back to that clip. Devin Leary, before – uh, I think it was on Thursday or Wednesday, he was talking about the Texas Tech defense. He's like, Yeah, they played a lot of looks, you're gonna try to confuse the offense. But then he said, uh, but that's what's like that's what's bad about their defense is that they're gonna get confused. Um the defense did no. not get confused, Devin. <laughs> you got your ass put on the grass. So <laughs> uh, so I'm really proud of the Reuters defense, the way they applied pressure in different ways. Devin Leary thought he knew what he was up against. And honestly, uh, people like, you know, getting Krishan uh, uh, Merriweather in the backfield, uh, Marquise Waters in the backfield, Tyree Wilson in the backfield, uh, getting all these players pressuring the quarterback from different positions, that's a huge win. And it's part of the reason that, you know, you get a punt, you that's part of the reason that uh you have ho-cut fumble and then they get the ball so close, but then the defense keeps them to just a field goal. That's a huge win, and it's because of this defensive scheme.
1: So I'll say this, and I said this in the offseason actually, what Devin Leary had said is exactly what I said in the offseason, right? This defense is great, but it is confusing. I mean multi-defense in a college level, it's a lot. You need smart guys. You need very smart guys and veterans. And that kind of tells you just the intelligence of this team that in one offseason, they got it down like that, right? That That, that is truly incredible because a multi-defensive setup, the reason why a lot of coaches don't like doing it, especially at the college level, it's because it does require that much of intelligence of knowing knowing plays. When I when I played we had a we had a wristband telling us goal lines yeah. and packages. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like and the, the fact bird? that they just have this, yeah. The fact they just have this in their head of knowing, okay, well, this is the play, this is what we're gonna do, this is what we're gonna to disguise, this is what we're gonna shadow. These are the people that are gonna be blitzing. Jacob Rodriguez is another guy, tailed off on the blitz and got himself a sack. It's it's um this is it's a very intelligent defense. When you have a defense that can do it, it's one of the best schemes that you could possibly have, right? The reason why college coaches don't like doing it is because it's it's tough. A lot of college coaches uh, follow the kiss strategy of keep it simple, stupid, right? And but the trusts the defense to be able to handle it, and they've so far done an absolutely incredible job. Um, no, no, very few complaints for the defense whatsoever. They 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 were great.
0: Yeah, this defense will be the strength of the team going forward. Absolutely. Um, And a half, that kind of stinks, but it's also, it's going to keep you in games. And so that gives, uh, Kitley, that gives this offense an opportunity um, to get the, kind of like we did with Houston, you know, find the way to win uh, with your defense doing everything to keep you in the game.
1: Uh, Yeah, another shout out I want to give, um, definitely want to give a shout out to Kosai Eldridge. So uh, real quick, we, were, we, we made it fun, and we were talking about him being cozy last week. Shout out to Jack Lowry, letting me know it is Kosai. Um, <laughs> so I was wrong. My bad. Uh, Kosai Eldridge. Um, and then also Malik Dunlap showed up and showed out. Right, Malik Dunlap was a former NC State transfer. He was at NC State, so you knew he had this game circled and was like, I'm trying to show these guys at rally what I can do. And he showed them. Had a great game. Also another guy, one of the best games of his career. Um, it was it was the Dunlap Island. Nobody got anything past him.
0: They tried to pick on him, too. They kept throwing they his way. And he was like, all right. They bet. stopped. And four <laughs> past deflections. They
1: stopped. And Devin was like, <laughs> Okay, we're not going back that <laughs> We're not going back yeah. Away. yeah, yeah, no. They they tried picking on him in the first half, but they stopped. They definitely stopped. So absolutely incredible job. Uh, but don't you stop. Don't you dare stop shopping at Home Field Apparel. Uh, Home Field Apparel, some of the best Texas Tech gear you can have. Uh, Jeremy actually was rocking some Home Field Apparel gear out in Raleigh. Absolutely fantastic. Um, And you can, next time we go on the road and you want to see us and you're rocking your Home Field Apparel shirt, we can give you some shout-outs as well because you're going to be using our promo code that is TAKES12, TAKES12 to get 15% off your first order from HomeFieldApparel.com. Get you the Tortilla Toss shirt. Get you that old-school Double T. Get you the Raider Red on there with the guns blazing uh, at HomeFieldApparel.com so let's let's go ahead and talk about it so donovan smith plays up until the fourth quarter and baron morton comes in so this is going to be the topic of conversation all week it already has been baron morton comes in the game um and and leads a a decent drive they start marching down the field a little bit um both teams kind of put in their backups and, and Baron Morton has one of the better drives he's had so far in his career, right? Where he is starting to work his way down the field a little bit. And you're saying, okay, Baron, what you got for me? This is right after Donovan Smith. He had yet another interception. So he's, he's starting to cook a little bit and then pass intercepted by NC State bounces off a receiver, uh, gets picked off, NC State takes it. Um, That just kind of shows you the microcosm not just of Morton, but the fact that the entire team, the entire offense just couldn't get anything going. Uh, But Morton comes... um, Morton comes back in, has a couple other passes, goes, and then the game's over. And and with that, Morton Stat looks nice. He doesn't – not embarrassing, I guess, you know. And so it's this topic of conversation where half the fan base wants to bench Smith, even though just two weeks ago, half the fan base was telling me that Smith should start over Shuck. So, um, <laughs> Jeremy, what do you take from this? So that's just
0: the climate, man. That feels like the climate for Texas Tech football right now. And really just the uh... – quirk of this fan base, right, of uh, not gutting it out but just trying to find the solution always. Um, my interest is, you know, pulling pulling Donovan Smith out for those last two drives. Uh, part of me is thinking like, okay, at this point, it's like, it feels like, you know, people talking about, is this a concession of the game? In my mind, I think that they're trying to just protect Donovan just because there's really no reason. You know, Barron's fresh. Donovan's getting tired. Might as well just throw him in there. Um, and Barron, you know, does, you know, what we expect him to do more or less gets an interception. But again, that's just the, t- the the state. That's the climate, man. That's the uh, interception season. So <clears throat> I know that, uh, Kitley came out and talked about Right now, it's, you know, they're both getting a lot of reps. The one was with Donovan Smith just kind of edging Morton, um, and that we can expect to see both quarterbacks against Texas. I think that's foolish. I think that you shouldn't be, and I don't know if that's just smoke and mirrors, you know, for the Texas defense. Um, very well could be. I would be so upset if you try to split reps, unless somebody's playing bad, uh, between two quarterbacks against your in state rival. Like, I feel like that's. That shouldn't be a thing. I feel like you got to roll the dice and play with the guy until he gives you a reason to pull him. Um, but right now, the controversy's once again back on.
1: I, I agree wholeheartedly with you. I, you know, I'm going to take you. Let's, let's, Jeremy. You like history. Um, I'm going to take you on a history lesson, Jeremy. So the year, the year is 2006. Um after a trend of Texas Tech turns, where we go from, you know, or where we, we have year when we go from Cliff Kingsbury to BJ Simons to Sonny Cumbie to Cody Hodges, we finally have a little bit of a controversy of who the quarterback's going to be. Um, and Mike Leach decides to name a youngster, which we hadn't had a young quarterback in a while, youngster Graham Harrell as a starting quarterback. Well, everybody at the time, 2006, was like, wait, but we have Chris Todd. Chris Todd is next up. Chris Todd is a better quarterback. And the whole season, Graham Harrell is told that actually Chris Todd should be the starter. Well, Graham Harrell, who struggled early in the season, becomes Graham Harrell. He becomes good by the end of the season. Then he becomes the greatest reiterator quarterback of all time, right? So then we fast forward to his successor, uh, Taylor Potts. Good old Taylor Potts. I, I was actually in the stands. The first game ta- Taylor Potts starts at start. And we met some guys that were yelling, put sticks in, put sticks in. They were joking. Cause they're like, oh, he's the backup quarterback. He'll never play. Um, Little did they know. Taylor Potts, only two more games in, the whole fan base would be calling for his benching. He got hurt. Steven Sheffield goes in, wows people. And then we have two full years of put sticks in, no put pots in, no put sticks in, no put pots in. Um, Then shout out to Seth Deggy for not having any of that happen for two more years until, uh uh-oh, who is this five-star quarterback coming in? And who is this unnamed known quarterback that's named the starter? And what about our old guy, Michael Brewer? Oh, he has a back injury. That's right. The Baker Mayfield versus Davis Webb conundrum that also goes on for a full season of start Mayfield, no start Webb, no start Mayfield, no start Webb. Then we think we have a starter, but he gets hurt. And this guy from East Texas that nobody's heard of, Pat Mahomes comes in. And again, it's start Webb, no start Mahomes, no no start Webb, no start Mahomes. Luckily, Mahomes takes that starting job up until a new guy comes in. He's tatted. He looks like Jeremy Nick Shimanek shimonek comes in and shimonek starts off good but then he struggled, and it's oh shimonek no uh uh start mcclain carter no mcclain carter sucks so start shimonek again um <laughs> then we keep going it doesn't stop jeremy mcclain carter <laughs> no start jeff duffy no start jet duffy the abuser no start mcclain carter no start jet duffy the abuser which i'll always say the abuser then alan bowman comes in We think, oh, our problems are over. Alan Bowman is surely the guy. He played great last year. Oh. Alan Bowman? He sucks. No, start Henry McColumby, not Alan Bowman. Start Columbia. Not Bowman. Um, <laughs> I thought we were done with this until last year when Shuck gets hurt. Then it's start Smith. No start Shuck. No start Smith. No start Morton. So as you can tell, since 2006, and I'm sure some old heads gonna hit me up in the DMs telling me, actually, let me tell you about 1983 when this fan base was also telling me about who the backup should be, it's been going on for as long as I i can remember and i just wanted to stop all right let's stick with the starting quarterback for now until he gives us a reason to bench him i promise you guys you do not know more than the coaching staff i promise you they see these guys every day if they're telling us that donovan smith is the starter nothing that baron morton's done in the three games we've seen him leads me to believe otherwise okay i believe it let donovan smith play it out because then what what happens? let me ask you this jeremy what happens if morton comes in and he's also bad what happens then you just go back to Smith?
0: We got con- now we just
1: go back to Smith. <laughs> or do you, you just go to the the, the the fourth string quarterback? I don't even know who that is.
0: No, the fourth uh, string quarterback is from Lubbock
1: Lubb- Cooper. It's from Lubbock Cooper. Well, like, that's right. That's right. You know, it, it's just, it's just, guys, it's ridiculous. Let's stick with Smith. See what he can do. He's going to have the Texas game. Right, the Texas game last year, you know, it was it was quite a quite a hit. We'll see if Smith's the guy or not this upcoming weekend. But we gotta like support our support behind. We can't. Two weeks ago, I had people telling me how I was so wrong that Tyler Shuck should have been the starter, that Donovan Smith should have never even been taken away from the starting job. Just two weeks ago, fourteen days, Jeremy. It's all it's taken. <laughs> it's fourteen days. This is ridiculous.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's tough, man. You watch some of these, and I was going to ask what your solution is, but you kind of got to. it. I, you just got to ride with the guy. I mean, the quarterback position is just very heady. I mean, it's very build your own momentum, get your confidence. Um, you're the, you're the, everything out there. You make the offense go. You you you're the one uh, hiking it. You're the one controlling the clock. You have a lot of responsibility, and one of the most stressful things. To watch happen as an ex athlete, as somebody who just loves the sport, is watching a guy who's trying to get his rhythm get pulled. Uh, Like, that's a way to shatter confidence. And that's a way for, because then what happens again? We're flip flopping, flip flopping. He comes off the bench later and he's like, oh, shoot, like, if I don't get this, I'm screwed. Like, I'm off again. And then that makes them play, you know, terribly because they're so stressed about it. They're not having fun. They're not, you know, football is life. He needs to do this, you know. And it's just, yeah. It's tough, and I, I wish that Morton's gonna be here. Like Morton's not
1: going anywhere. Uh, oh God, people! Yeah, this, like that's the thing now. Is everybody's kid? What if? What if Morton leaves? Oh no! Like what if? If you know, and yeah. I, 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 listen, it's. I saw somebody say the other day. Oh, this is a, a throwaway season anyway. So start the young guy. Smith is a sophomore. He's the young guy, too. <laughs> like it's just mm-hmm. Let's just play the best quarterback. In the coaching staff are with these guys every day, they know who the better quarterback is until he shows otherwise. This is a very good defense, one of the best defenses in the ACC. Next week, we're going to go up against another pretty good defense. We'll see if he can handle it or not, right? But, like, this idea that, no, 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 no. Kittley and Maguire have no idea what they're talking about. I know what I'm talking about. I know I haven't seen Morton throw more. He has thrown, what, 10, like 30 passes in his career? Something yeah, like that? Tough. Like, we, we don't know what Morton is. We don't know what Morton is whatsoever. 20, sorry, 20 passes in his career. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, He's throwing 20 worse. passes in his career. We have no idea what Morton is. We're looking at Smith and we're wanting him to improve. Like, this is, it's ridiculous. Stick behind the quarterback. Um You know, it's, it's, we're not over, like, it is crazy to me because it's not like we're sitting back saying, oh, well, you know, Todd Brooks had four carries and four yards. So bench him for Valdez. Valdez will be healthy next week. Bench him for Valdez. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, it's, yeah. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Guys can have bad games. Smith had a bad game. There's no doubt about it. But it is, you are allowed to have a bad game and move on and try to progress from it. Right. The hopeful. What we hope is he doesn't have a string of bad games. A string of bad games. Then it's a question. But at the same. But right now, I mean, we saw him play Mississippi State. We saw him be resilient against Houston, where he started off well, slipped, and got back up to win us the game. Let him. Let him. Give him the opportunity to redeem himself. But once you pull, yeah, the guys. Once you pull Smith, you pull. You're pulling him. Like that's a thing. Is that there's once you pull him, there's no. Going back, Morton's the guy Once you do that, right? Like, I, I go back to the Webb-Mahomes thing. The second it was announced that Mahomes is the starter and Webb is not, while both of them were healthy, Webb's career as a starting quarterback at Texas Tech was done, right? The second it was announced that Davis Webb was the starter and Baker Mayfield was not, and while both of them were healthy, Baker Mayfield said, I'm leaving for Norman, Oklahoma, because his career as a Texas Tech starter was done. Right. And so I'm, I'm just, you, there's no going back once you make a move like that when everybody's healthy and you pull the plug. This isn't a Taylor Nick situation where, where Taylor Potts came back in for like two games to end his career. Like it's not those. It's not one of those situations. So, um, guys, be patient. We tried to tell you it's going to be a long season. Just be patient, relax. Uh, best news about this is it's, it's F U T week, it's horns down on this side, baby you know what i'm saying no matter what uh texas sucks regardless so um anyways jeremy anything else you want to say to the people if you're following tortillas and takes we are on the money two and one we're doing good
0: this has been a great season so far uh there is a lot of football left uh there is and there isn't right every week we'll get a little closer to the end of the season but every week we get to play football And that's really exciting ride with this team um you know we a lot of uh, tech fans really grown about how baylor's become a good program now matt rule's first year he was like one in ten right one nine whatever it was it, not a good season but you just build you trust in the brand and it changes so we're doing better than matt did in his first year just be patient trust mcguire trust his oc dc uh and just you know trust in their decision making
1: Aranda's first year wasn't good either. Like, there's one guy that knows how to handle a bad first year, it's Joey McGuire. he's He did it twice. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Joey Maguire is not going to let this season, no matter what happens this season, affect him long term because we've already seen w- in w- how he can make that switch just in one season. So, I'm not too worried about it. Prayers up to Bryce Ramirez. It sounds like he's in good spirits. Um, so it's it's uh, shout out to Texas Tech alumni president Corey Langford to go and go and, uh or Kurt Langford I don't know why I said Corey Kurt Langford Kurt friend uh, of the pod we met him friend of the pod friend of the pod um, shout out to Daddy Sharp also friend of the pod um, and so he's you know shout but but I'm I'm glad Bryce Ramirez is doing great that was a gruesome injury that I refused to see to be honest I I, I was I, I we didn't see it live. Um, I was just told how bad it is. I have not seen it, and I refuse to see it. I'm not going to see that. Um, but, yeah, but, I mean, all in all, it was, listen, it was a great experience, fun experience. We had a great time uh, as as a group. We had an absolutely fantastic time. We're glad to bring um, tortillas and takes on the road to support the Red Raiders. No matter what happens, we we're going to be there. We're going to be there loud and rowdy. Um, and spreading the good news of, of tortillas, spreading West Texas to North Carolina, spreading the, the desert to North Carolina. It was an absolutely fun time. Um, so stick with the team, stick with the starting quarterback, no matter who it is. And for the people champ, that is Jeremy Gillen. This is Albie Short. And you have been listening to Tortillas and Takes podcast, part of the 1012 network and the official podcast for Rare Sports. As always, stay wrecked, people. Sports Social Podcast Network.